Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You have to say to yourself, if I put this on the air, the person that we're trying to appeal to, will they give a crap about it? So that's that's old school, just basic. Don't forget about the people that matter most, those that choose to spend time with your radio station. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Y'all ready for this? Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, the only podcast dedicated to reimagining radio in episodes of about 15 minutes. Whether we know it or not, every radio station, every host, even every manager has a brand. And we all have access to bandwidth. Here's the trick. Making the most of opportunities that present themselves. A combined skill set that we call brandwidth. Bruce Gilbert knows radio. A noted radio brand innovator, Bruce helped write the playbook for the contemporary sports talk format. After winning in numerous large and major markets, including the legendary Ticket in Dallas, he served as iHeartMedia's Senior VP of Sports Operations, including the Premier Networks and the Fox Sports Radio Network. Other stops included CBS Radio Dallas's VP of News, Talk, and Sports Programming, DC-based Red Zebra Broadcasting, and GM of ESPN Radio. Now, Bruce is Senior VP for Sports at Cumulus, where he oversees Westwood One and collaborates on the CBS Sports Radio Network, which Westwood One distributes and assists programmers, talent, and management at Cumulus's 50-plus all-sports stations. Brand with On Demand welcomes Bruce Gilbert. Great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm humbled by that introduction and blushing a little bit. So, Bruce, you grew up in a radio household, literally. Your dad, a highly respected and well-known GM. So when did you first know that radio was in your DNA, and what were some of the first symptoms? I'm pretty sure I was born with the bug inside of me because I can't remember a time when I didn't have the bug. I guess I was probably about four or five when my my father started taking me to the radio station. He was always on the sales and management side and uh, was a general manager in, in many markets for old companies, legendary companies like Stoner and I thought it was magic, and I still do to this day. I remember the first time watching somebody open a microphone and speak into it and thinking, wow, people can hear that. It's going out over the airwaves. That is the coolest thing ever. And I still feel that way about radio. It's it's intimate. It's magic. It's theater of the mind. It's using words to paint pictures and give people a presentation that they can formulate in their brain. It, it's, it's a wonderful medium that I still love to this day, and I have never had a a moment where I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, which made me an unusual child. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't regret it. And I, I'm forever grateful that my father was so open and allowed us to tag along and, and take us to the radio station and teach us things. And all of us, I have a, a brother, a younger brother who works for Beasley in Boston. And I have a sister who's in the radio business and small market radio as an afternoon drive jock in Illinois. And so my, my father passed it down to all three of us. And, and we're very blessed to be able to do this for a living. That is wonderful. Bruce, after programming an impressive roster of local stations in different formats, you started experimenting with a new kind of sports talk radio in Dallas at the ticket. Now, what made that station different than prior incarnations of sports talk? I think what made it different is it was a, a group of local guys that put it together on a shoestring, and it was a one-for-all, all-for-one bunker mentality 
And truth be told, I, I, I get way too much credit for the ticket, and I really appreciate what you've said. I, I was lucky to be there at a time when there was a group of guys who were hungry to learn and grow, and while they had unbelievable raw talent, they didn't know much about the ratings game, and, and they didn't have a lot of organization because, again, they were doing it on a shoestring, and the guys are all local guys that grew up in Dallas. They're all still on the radio station today. I've been gone for 14, 15 years, and all the same guys are still on the station. So they were determined to be successful, and I was just fortunate to be a part of it. And what made it different, getting back to your question, was that it wasn't just about the X's and O's of sports. It was about guys' opinions. It was about how guys felt about different things happening in our world, mostly connected to sports, but not always connected to sports. And what that radio station has become is a part of people's lives because they relate to what's going on with the common person in their marketplace, which sounds pretty simple, but it's difficult to do day in and day out and consistently for going on now. 25 years they're going on. That station has connected with the Dallas-Fort Worth market in a unique way. And again, I was, I was lucky enough just to be part of it. So following up on that, for the past few positions, you've been at the network level. With that rare view from 40,000 feet, you see a lot of stations. What do you find are some of the common traits among winning stations versus those that maybe aren't doing quite as well? That's a great question because I think a lot of us look in the world and, and we see things as network or local. And, you know, the listeners really don't see it that way. The consumers of the product just want good quality radio that entertains them, gives them some information that they can share with their buddies at the sports bar. And so what I see, first and foremost, it comes down to talent, right? Do you have personalities that can move the needle? And while there are some terrific national personalities, it's really hard to move the needle nationally, which is why you really have to tip your hat to you know, Jim Rome and Mike and Mike and Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd, the guys who really have found a way to make a mark with a national show because there's going to be a lot of stuff you talk about on a national show that really doesn't matter to the guy in Paducah, Kentucky. And so the stations that have success, particularly in the, in the ratings, but even more importantly in revenue, seem to be the stations that have a good combination of both. They might have a little bit of national content, but they have some local personalities that are able to create some interesting commentary and opinions around the sports that are happening in their local markets or regions. And so that seems to be the formula that, that works best in sports radio. And I think you do need a mix for a couple of reasons. One, there are always people that are transplants in every market that want to know a little bit more about what's going on in the national world of sports. And secondly, really truthfully, just from a financial perspective, it's just too expensive to have local shows on 24 hours, even 18 hours a day. So the networks give the radio operators a chance to be more profitable by providing programming at no cost, obviously, with barter instead of cash. So we can think about career insurance first in just about any format. What advice would you give today's PDs to keep their skills sharp and their approach relevant? You know, I, I'll give an old school answer first and then a, a newer school answer. My, my old school answer is don't forget the filter that matters most. Will my listeners give a crap about this? I mean, I, I just think you have to make sure that as a programmer, when you're making decisions, you have to think about the listener first. And there's so many things that go into the everyday operation of these major companies and major clusters and a lot of pressures on needing to do this for that client or 
whatever it might be. And at the end of the day, you're the gatekeeper for your consumers, for the people who vote for you in the diaries or register your listening in the PPM market. So you have to say to yourself, if I put this on the air, will a pick a target demo, the person that we're trying to appeal to, will they give a crap about it? So that's old school, just basic. Don't forget about the people that matter most, those that choose to spend time with your radio station. And then my new school answer on job security is be open to everything. The world is changing in a most rapid way, unlike anything we've ever seen in our society and in our world. And if you aren't ready to and willing to adapt every single day to whatever new platform, new distribution system comes available, then you're gonna get passed by very quickly. So you've gotta be able to zig and zag based on what's going on in the world. And that could be day to day, it could be hour to hour, depending on the stories you might be following or the format trends you might be following. So to me, job security is Don't think that this job is one in which you can set it and forget it. Don't think that you're going to get to a point with your radio station where it's like, oh, there, I'm done. You know, I can can go home now. Mm -hmm. Quite the contrary. Your job is to constantly be looking for ways in which you can effectively and appropriately evolve. And, And here's the great thing I would say about that, because I think a lot of people are fearful of that. And one of the things I've learned over time is, believe me, I've made way more mistakes than I've made good decisions. But part of the reason I love this business so much is when you make a mistake, you can fix it. If something is wrong, we can get it off the air pretty quickly and change it and adjust it. You're going to make mistakes, but all of those mistakes make you better. You learn from each one of them. So be open to change and be willing to evolve rapidly. So speaking of advice, you've had some track record. What steps would you recommend for someone who wants to blaze a trail similar to yours? I think there's some pretty simple rules that are along the lines of the the golden rules you're taught in kindergarten, right? You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh, Certainly hire people smarter than you because they will always make you look better. That's why I I get way too much credit for some of the successes I've had because I've I've learned and was taught to to hire people that know a lot more than I do and, and give them the keys to the car and let them drive. I think that's critically important. And I think just, you know, being a student, I think the day I stop learning is the day I want to quit doing this. The reason I still love getting up and going to work every day is I feel like I continue to learn new things. It's about being open to change. It's about being open to new ideas. It's about allowing people to do their jobs, but helping them and pointing them in the right direction and leading them when they need to be led. It's about giving honest feedback, uh, something that a lot of people are afraid to do. But the reality is I have found that most people really desire feedback and they want you to be truthful because in the end, you're both going to win if that's the case. Hey, we can all learn something from Bruce Gilbert, the Senior Vice President of Sports Programming for Cumulus and Westwood One. Is there somebody you'd like to hear from? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Thank you for spreading the word about Brandwith On Demand. Our goal is to help you master that merger between great radio brands and all the bandwidth strategies that can help you win. Please invite your friends to text REIMAGINE to 44222. That's REIMAGINE to 44222. Coming up. Bruce Gilbert shares some opportunities for local stations that may be hiding in plain sight. 
Brentwood On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. The Radio Geek's favorite publisher, Eckhart's Press, has a few new titles worthy of your consideration. The Hall of Fame edition of Records Truly Is My Middle Name by John Records Landecker. Doing the Cruise by legendary rock jock Mitch Michaels. And Turn It Up, American Radio Tales, 1946 to 1996 by Bob Shannon. Don't forget Kipper McGee's original Brandwith book, the foundation for this podcast. Eckhart'sPress.com opportunities hidden in plain sight brand with on demand we are with the amazing bruce gilbert who's senior vice president of sports at cumulus and westwood one bruce what's the one opportunity you see right now for local stations which they can find hiding in plain sight I think it's tied to the reality of uh, the renaissance of audio, and and I know that this term is grossly overused, and that's the term podcast, but I do think most of the local radio operators are defining podcast inaccurately, and what they're defining as podcast is really just audio on demand because they're taking their existing content and putting it up as a podcast. I think that they have very talented people at local radio stations that have interest well beyond the formats they might be working on. And to me, it's sitting down with your talented personalities and saying, what else interests you? You might have a guy on a sports station that loves to travel and could do an amazing travel podcast that could generate new revenue for a local radio station. Or you might have a woman on a top 40 station who loves sports, who may want to do a podcast about her favorite team. And, and I think that we've got to get out of the mindset of this personality is only good for this format or these types of stories that, you know, when you really dig deep and get to know your people, They have a lot to offer in different interests that they have in their lives. And we are set up better than anybody to capitalize on those interests and those podcasts because we have what every podcaster wants, and that's the bullhorn to promote it. So if these companies could embrace the fact that new, unique content podcasts really are driving revenue across many broader, larger spectrums, and I think they can do the same at the local level. Great stuff, as always, from Bruce Gilbert, SVP of Sports for Cumulus and Westwood One. That's a wrap, Gilbert. There's one thing standing between you and that promotion you want or that great job you're looking for. We'll talk about it in the show notes. One Minute Martinizing, you'll find it at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. Any reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.